My mother gives me the most backhanded compliments ever. Like, oh my God, your house is so cute. You always take the trashiest places and make it work. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Vicariously Merlin on BBC. We are talking seven and eight of season two. The first up, The Witch Finder, written by Jake Michi and directed by Jeremy Webb, premiered 11-7 of 2009. That's one day before my birthday. Aw, what was I doing in 2009? I don't know. Actually, I think I might have been... <laughs> was I given birth that year? No, she was... I was pregnant. That's for damn sure. The rating for this episode, I gave it an 8.2. I thought it was really good. I think uh my boy charles dance came through and played the proper villain and we got some exposition and backstory on a little bit of histories or camelot histories oldest folks (laughs) gaius and uther and apparently this guy named iridian merlin looks so damn miserable carrying them logs it's the hard knock life for us. It's the hard knock life for us. But also, what the fuck is Merlin doing out here carrying logs? He is the prince's personal manservant. That is not in his job duties whatsoever. He just be out here doing everything. So he decides in his boredom to make animals out of the smog. And this freaks out a woman who goes directly to the king and tells him that she saw some magical shit, even though I don't know why a a dragon. But then again, this is back in the day shit. Anybody trying to see a dragon or even a, a pony in the sky? Gaius is pissed the hell off at Merlin because Uther, of course, has just come off of marrying and fucking a troll so he says we need to step up our game and orders them to bring in the witch finder so Gaius choose merlin out for being who he is he would step across the line habitually he's a habitual line stepper so the witch finder as i stated earlier comes into town with his cart played by charles dance which many may know as the patriarch of the Targaryen clan in Game of Thrones, but also the guy in The Golden Child. (laughs) That's what I remember seeing him in first. Morgana finally gets a chance to express her emotions this episode after five weeks of not checking in. And they basically are... Iridian comes in with a whole bunch of pros and then tells Uther that he's grown lazy. His entire city is infested with the disease of magic and on the brink of dark oblivion. But fear not, I will exorcise the demons. But first... When Arthur asks, when will you begin? 
I've already begun. I was like, oh Lord, take that corny stuff somewhere else. Put that right in the trash bin. Someone should not have gotten that back up and said, let me put this in the script. I love it. <laughs> Gaius and Adrian meet up because they got past beef with each other considering one is an actual used to be dipping in that sorcery field and the other decided he was gonna go out there and make that money capturing people like him and sniffs out merlin as a weak spot which is completely accurate and says in front of the entire court that merlin is a sorcerer i did laugh out loud when arthur was like don't be ridiculous (laughs) but merlin's like you can search me i ain't got nothing to hide but gaius takes the fall because there was something in there some type of trinket and iridian basically soft tortures gaius for most of this entire episode the dragon be telling merlin straight up facts gaius means nothing to me now fuck that bitch fuck that bitch fuck that bitch he tells him basically i don't know what you want me to do I'm a dragon, I'm trapped down here, and you need to just let Gaius die, or you need to reveal yourself as being a magician. Maybe you need to start learning that you might have to go on the run. I'm trapped, and I above magic, and I'm I'm helping your ass, because I know you should be someone, but at the same time, you a grown-ass man. I've given you a whole bunch of knowledge, and you never listened to any of my advice, so I'm about to fly the fuck away. Iridian got a whole damn exposition or not exposition (laughs) inquisition going on gaslighting Gaius by grilling anyone including Morgana about information about them tinctures he'd be giving out it's a kind of (laughs) funny considering what he does let this be a lesson to Merlin though because Merlin's all I'm so guilty but this is all your fault Iridian then begins questioning Morgana once again and this is when Gwen says I've had enough I want y'all to remember this Gwen was a good friend (laughs) for future reference because Gwen really was ride or die for her for her um for her princess and she they had asked like who was this and she could tell she was scared of of the guy and then she says Morgana is at the breaking point she's not sleeping really well and this guy pushing her I don't like it and that's when Merlin's like yeah that's what he does and he suspects that he fabricates evidence and they decide they about to turn into Sherlock and Watson and they are on the case to prove that this man is a fraud so first Merlin goes and searches his room finds something to be put into a tincture granted i love the fact that they did not use magic like merlin did figured all of this out just with his brain and that's when it's like merlin you ain't gotta use like use your brain son you you don't need magic all the time it's not that it didn't come in handy but look how far they got in the case without it not being necessary 
And I love the fact that this gives Gwen something to do outside of being a servant. And she runs to Merlin like, you know, no one can do anything. Arthur is of no use at this point. Uther is of no use. This man has been given free reign to carry out his inquisition. And Gaius has given false confession. And now he's about to be executed. And then Gwen puts the pieces together that because the one thing that all of the women because they say well one he can't give it out because that would be too obvious and he must have someone else that he uses to do his bidding willingly or in this case unwittingly and that the only thing all these women have in common is the fact that they are women but she says that's exactly right the only thing we would shop for is women's products and off to the apocryphy they go and they find out pocketary is that what how you say that word that the man it has been selling eye drops that have belladonna in them that cause visions that he is using to say is magic and that iridian forced this particular man to sell the products to create such hysteria so that he gets paid Gwen does say that we need a cherry on the cake. So Merlin goes to his room to basically magicize something. (laughs) But it's all too late to get this popping because Gaius has already left the dungeons and is being tied to the stake and the the, the wood has been placed. The torch has been lit. So Merlin busts out the seeker weapon called Gwen's talks to arthur because she tells him you need to stop this because we have proof that there's forgery of evidence going on and don't look at me like i'm a servant and i'm talking to you all up in your face like this because i know i'm loud but you watched my father die and he was an innocent man are you willing to do that same shit again because if you are a faithful and loyal friend you would not do this arthur pendragon damn she dropped the daddy bomb he stopped that shit so quick he's like ah (laughs) i don't care what my father said do you not see what my wifey is to like she just dropped that whole damn shit that we all knew what happened but you 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 a good one girl because you saved that for the right time to bust that card out (laughs) the evidence is laid out to the entire room and iridian's room is searched then he starts croaking frogs and then he's like fuck it i'm taking morgana hostage and i don't know how that plan was supposed to work out when there's like seven people between you and the exit then clearly everyone has to see the magic that goes down because very clearly there's no reason especially morgana who was that damn close was like oh my god someone caused magic to happen because the sword just kind of caught fire or seemed to sizzle but it doesn't matter because he trips and falls out the window to his death. Later, bitch! Get fucked! Gaius tells Uther, this is your fault when he comes down to talk to him after he's been released that, you know, oh, I'm so sorry this happened. It shouldn't have went this far. Yada, yada, yada. And Gaius is like, fuck that, man. 
I've been riding and dying for you for a long damn time. You just had me tortured, giving false confessions and shit. Cause you are going crazy over the magic and this needs to stop. And Luther says, I promise it won't happen again. <laughs> then Merlin and Gaius make up and I kind of feel as if Merlin learned his lesson. Then let's move to episode eight, The Sins of the Father. This episode was written by Howard Overman, directed by Metin Hussein. Hussein premiered 11-14 of 2009, and I gave this one a rating of 8.4 out of 10. I really love the bromance brewing in this episode. I also like the fact that we finally are getting some backstory to Arthur and to Uther and what makes him special why he is chosen the way he is and we're starting to get the beginning of some story regarding Morgana with the introduction of a new character named Murgos I will say the Murgos Morgana and I almost feel like there's another character that's going to be introduced with the M name was driving me in a sano like oh it's kind of like Sauron and then Saruman and Lord of the Rings. I'm like, oh, I hate those. I hate those names. I don't know which one they sound too familiar. I keep referencing one or the other and I'm wrong. But we meet Murgos telling a crystal that Arthur has a great destiny and the battle for his soul has or is about to begin. We then have a knighting ceremony that gets interrupted by a knighted up more ghosts coming onto the premises and killing several folks before throwing down her gauntlet to challenge arthur who readily accepts because he is of course the reigning knight of camelot but i kept laughing at merlin's face what the fuck is this he's got this pinched i smell shit face <laughs> but i don't like this i don't know what's happening but i don't like it Uther doesn't trust this woman either at all and apparently ain't giving a fuck about the fact that she should be in prison for breaking the law for killing the five guards like who comes into the premises of a castle kills several people and then is given room and board (laughs) then just allowed to go out in the court like can you imagine some of those people's friends like ain't this some shit she just out in the damn courtyard while morgana also watches fascinated arthur says he will fight because the one guy tells him look there's no code against female challengers and arthur's like i ain't no bitch gwen wonders while she's making up the room to morgana why this chick coming out to challenge morgana like what's her beef where Morgana says, I feel like she's familiar and that we've met before. Merlin then goes to Murgos because he is sent by Arthur, who does not want to. Like, he's of the opinion, I'm going to whoop her ass, basically. So you need to go get her to withdraw. So Merlin goes and tries to do the same thing. And he is equally confident that Arthur is going to whoop her ass. And she's like, um, I'm going to need you to stop acting as if i didn't kill five people just to get up in here and that's the same thing uther was saying y'all underestimate her which is exactly what happens and 
she has Arthur at her mercy. But she says, for a promise to meet me in three days and do the task in which I set for you, uh, I will spare your life. And she said, and he says, fine, I swear and promise it. This happens in front of a lot of people. So Arthur could be really upset and angry. And I'm so proud of him that he is not because he's just not his father. Morgana then goes to see Mergos. One, you need to knock before you go in somebody's room. (laughs) But they have an exchange in which she says, Mergos, it looks like you ain't been sleeping. Here's this nice bracelet from my mother. So, you know, such a huge token of honor. But I want you to have it and to remember me fondly. And this will help you sleep. It's a healing bracelet. Morgana's like, no, I can't accept a gift from a stranger, but I will remember you fondly. (laughs) And Morgo says, no, we have not met before. I really appreciated, as I stated earlier, um, the fact that Arthur took his loss with Brace when he met up with her. Like, hey, you are a great swords woman. (laughs) and that congratulations on your victory but also i appreciated bradley in that coat because goddamn damn nigga what you doing out here with all this ass double cheeked up on a thursday afternoon hella ass the sun is still out my nigga she does some magic on the horse that he does not catch and then she tells him that he has some honorable traits but they come from his mother whom she knew very well and this intrigues arthur Gwen wakes Morgana, who finally has a good night's sleep because in the middle of the night, Morgos left the bracelet for her and enchanted it. Uther forbids Arthur from accepting Morgos' terms despite it being dishonorable. Because you are a bitch. But Arthur is like, I thought we learned last episode that when my honor is at stake, you ain't dictating my life. (laughs) So he says, Merlin, we gonna escape and they do escape (laughs) but merlin has to get i don't (laughs) merlin does not have the physical strength to hold up no damn rope he is like 80 pounds soaking wet and you thought you wing all of your fucking armor if case y'all don't know armor is really 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 heavy and that is on top of his impressively well made physique so this was an impossible task of course you were gonna fall face down in horse shit because you (laughs) you had someone disproportionate to the task but the entire time they bicker about why arthur's doing this how far is he going to risk for his honor and Arthur eventually reveals that this is more about getting information about his mom who died before he ever opened his eyes. But apparently he did open his eyes and stared at hers for all of two seconds before she did, in fact, die. And he says his father never speaks of her. And we see that Arthur carries a lot of secret guilt about the fact that he believes he killed his mother, that her or his birth is what i mean it's the truth but like it really sits with him that guilt 
Gaius figures out that the bracelet belongs to Morgana's half-sister and tells Uther this. And his name is Bruh. The secrets in the castle are getting more deeper. <laughs> uh, because Uther's like, I thought that baby was dead. So one, I love the fact that they introduce more ghosts as Morgana's half-sister even though they weren't the direct tie to each other and Gaius peeps it by recognizing the bracelet that Morgos gave to Morgana and it turns out Gaius back in the day during his magical times per the high priestess um, instructions smuggled the baby out and she has been trained in very powerful magic and this freaks out Uther furthermore who already has a search party out for Arthur Arthur and Merlin finally get to Morgos' open castle where she tells Arthur to put his head on the chopping block because she's going to take uh, a hit <laughs> with an axe. But it's all a test and she grants him one wish and that one wish is for him to see his mama. And Merlin still has that look on his face. Is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? He once again cautions Arthur. Hey, we don't know if we can trust her. She's got magic, clearly. But Arthur's like, hey, all people with magic may not be bad. Or all magic is not bad. And maybe I might learn something because I really want to see my mother more than anything. And because Arthur knows this is in his essence true, allows for it to happen mother and child do reunite through the veil and he tells her how he is sorry that basically he killed her but she tells him it's not your fault it's your father's however that doesn't matter because you're beautiful and you're, you're everything i ever could have wanted but he wants to know the truth about what she means by that and it turns out that uther went to nimue with help conceiving because she was in fact barren and had her basically tricked in the pregnancy via the fact that he used magic and one life must be given for another life so basically he gave or sacrificed his mother's life for him This is some deep wrong shit that Morgos, who probably already know, but Merlin, who definitely did not know, is taking the body blows along with Arthur on this huge reveal that Arthur is in fact born of magic. Uther was in on the plot, which means that Gaius was in on the plot. And they ride back to Camelot to confront dear old deceptive dad. Merlin goes to Gaius to chew his ass out for the 90th time about how you could not tell me all these secrets and Gaius is like bitch I'm trying to protect myself and you and my own culpability mostly and that I was afraid of what Arthur would do Arthur what he is gonna do is tell everybody to get the fuck out 
and tell his father you are a hypocrite a failure uther gets defensive and tells him you ain't gonna talk to me like that and uther and arthur throws down his gauntlet and says i am no longer your son oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit Uther at first is like wait a minute let's take a few steps back I didn't mean for it to escalate like this but Arthur is fully deadly serious and the two cross swords and Arthur is very hateful of his hypocrisy because basically he has had him murdering people that is in essence himself (laughs) and it is all very 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 understatedly deep these scenes on the deception of exactly what Uther has done to Arthur and continues by past this point because uther uh, clearly ain't just gonna grow up and be like oh i accept the uh, magic now nope (laughs) so uh, this is a huge huge thing and he's like i'm gonna kill him and merlin is the one that has to talk arthur down and say that Morgos is lying everything she said wasn't true and in the end father and son do make up because uther's like he listened to him he's going along with the lie because he knows it's the truth he doesn't get he will not admit to it and he doesn't admit to it to his son but he ain't stupid <laughs> and so gaius is there in the background not saying anything because he's useless and then uther is in (laughs) Gaius's chambers to tell merlin hey thank you everything for what you did yesterday but if you tell anybody i'm gonna kill you basically then that look when merlin has to be thanked by arthur for saving him from the the evils of magic under pressure that was sad I don't think Morgos is done with her plans for Arthur because she says earlier it's just begun. So this was just her first strike and must I say it was almost a home run. Morgana or not Morgana Merlin seems to be counteractive to the future versus how quickly he's going to allow that future to happen because this was messed up on merlin's part too he deceived arthur about his conception and did not allow him to have an honest reaction to that betrayal whatever the consequence may be yes of course he did not want him to have to kill his father that's terrible but at the same time you continue now you've become a collaborator in the lie and even with all of this said and done if it's all for the greater good you you still i mean that's to say you know your father gave birth to you because you would have been this great king and if he had never sacrificed your mother then you never would have been born to be this great king you can go on and on and on life is precious we got that morgan about how shit rolls in and out but i still feel that this is This is a part of a beginning sinking feeling, in my opinion, of tragedy with what Merlin's destiny is and Arthur's destiny is and everything that is 
already being sacrificed to get them there and they haven't even or as more said it has only just begun so those are my thoughts on the episodes let's see what others thought First up is Queen Miss Mimi, who says, What up, Stina? My first re- or my first question is about the witch hunter. You know I've been binging <laughs> Game of Thrones, and at this point I'm pretty familiar with the actors and actresses' faces. Side note, I'm to the point where the only person I'm rooting for is Arya because she's gonna have a dope ass origin story when she turns into a supervillain. And if I'm being honest, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. I'm just letting you. She already the damn season like three or four. What did you say four? She like running through it. You're going to be at the end and then you're going <laughs> to. Wait until you get to that one episode that killed your life uh, or killed my life anyway. Anyway, she says love to see it. Anywho, since I missed the point completely, back to what I was saying. My first question is about the witch hunter. Is that the actor who plays Tywin Lannister's old raggedy ass? Yes, it is. I'm almost certain it is. And I wanted to point out that I knew the witch hunter was full of shit from the very beginning. I'm thinking to myself, self, it's real convenient that these girls all had visions immediately after Merlin decided to carry his boredom with damn magic smoke. Also, when Gwen said, what do women buy that men don't? My ass was like, oh, tampons and maxi pads. <laughs> no, back in the day, honey, they just took a cloth <laughs> and they stuffed it. I actually watched a British show and I literally saw how back in the day they made uh, pads. <laughs> and tampons just were not an option. It ain't, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> anyhow she continues nope these fools were talking about makeup or even more weird eye drops i will say yeah the eye drops thing i guess they wanted the belladonna in their eyes to explain the visions but unless y'all teaching and chonging what the hell y'all need eye drops for that's not considered a makeup product (laughs) that was the dumbest thing i've ever heard why are you buying eye drops that make your eyes pretty (laughs) What the fuck is that? And how does it even work? Camelot is clearly filled with brim <laughs> to the brim with weirdos. True. But to play Devin's advocate, I will say back in the day, people used to go, particularly in Britain, um, they would show up in a town. They'd say, hey, this is going to make da 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 da. And all of the people would, of course, especially if you had one person saying, wow, this really did. Or you get someone to want to do it. People were bored back then. So anything that was said or a newcomer or falling for the sauce. Yeah, people would do that. They sure as hell would. So it is weird. But if he was like advertising it as, hey, ladies, this is supposed to make your eyes look really nice and pop. I could see that being something to peddle that women would buy 
Speaking more on Merlin, during Gaius's stint in jail, all Merlin did was walk around looking suspicious as fuck. <laughs> it was ridiculous how suspicious he looked, like all the fucking time. Actually, both him and Morgana look guilty. And can someone please teach Merlin how to cast a spell in his mind because it's starting to get pretty ridiculous <laughs> with his glowing eyes, intense stares, and murmuring under his breath. If Harry can cast a silent spell and he was like 15 or maybe even 14, then Merlin can too. Yes, I can. This is not going to change. I'm, I'm just going to spoiler alert, throw that out there right now. It is the funniest little gag of the show. Like everyone should see Merlin doing magic. It's not hard to miss. <laughs> even more ghosts in front of Arthur's horse. Like, you didn't see her eyes glow up like that and she just said words. You this close to her. You didn't hear that? It is so ridiculously dumb. But you just go with it after a while. And that's why the other parts of the show are so much better. Because <laughs> the, the magic contri- contriving could sometimes be rather silly. Uh, she continues a little bit of Arwen we got in this episode was pulling at my heartstrings she really made him stuff up and didn't care how she was talking to the prince and it seriously made me love Gwen even more lastly for episode 7 I want to talk about the last scene with Gaius and Uther the side eye that was coming from Gaius was no joke he was mad mad at Uther but you can't just drag a king so he can't (laughs) So he had to say everything with his eyes. In episode 8, I came to the conclusion that in addition to casting silent spells, someone needs to teach Merlin how to fight. He get laid out more than Team Flash. (laughs) I know I'm only in 8 episodes deep, but I have to say that I'm so tired of seeing all these blonde actresses they hire that step up on screen like some bad bitches, but they look basic as fuck. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm like, what? (laughs) I didn't even notice. Were there a lot of blondes? Maybe there were, and I just have not paid attention. No depth to their features at all. Skinny, long blonde hair, no ass, thin lips. That was the type back then. That was considered the perfect lady. Uh, if you were in certain parts of the uh, country, though, because other parts of the country that had successful. That's why Britain never had fucking successful pregnancies and shit. Because they was always picking the the most counterproductive. Like before the what? I want to say 13th or 14th century. It was about how, how wide your hips were. What would, how many brothers and sisters in the line? Like, did you have good genetics? Things like that were so much more important. But then, for some reason, after like the 15th or 16th century, women were frail, precious creatures that needed to be blonde hair, blue eyes, and as you say, absolutely shapeless. And (laughs) that is why Africa was birthing more people in the world and Asia was birthing more people in the world and even Russia was birthing more people in the world. And so was the Spanish. I mean, they was like having, they never had a problem with their family line ever running out because they realized 
that that whole entire facade was bull in the shit she continues like seriously i know british casting directors can find more diverse looking actresses than this and i'm not just talking about melanin can i get a girl with some damn hips please yes sigh and the fact that this is britain yeah (laughs) this is where it, it definitely began and it was very prevalent i will say in this time so it's kind of more apropos but I'm not sure I'm allowed to give them that much leadway that it they were trying to be apropos versus, like you say, this is the type and they clearly want to keep casting it. She says, am I right to assume that Merlin was lying to Arthur about how his mom died so he didn't kill Uther? Yep. I was totally on Arthur's side when he went in the, thr- went in the throne room trying to kill his daddy because I thought he was being a hypocrite. But then Merlin came in and started saying that she was a sorceress and a liar and nothing that she showed him was true. So now I don't know what I'm supposed to believe. No, you, um, Arthur or Merlin did lie. Everything she said was true. And that, that was the beauty of Murgos's plan. I didn't have to deceive you and I have to lie to you. You're honorable. I'm honorable. They started off on the wrong terms. And then it was Merlin who came in and said, no, it's all bullshit, which is the most hypocritical thing in the world because he himself has magic and knows it's not. She says, I am glad Arthur didn't kill Uther because that would cause a lot of problems. And more importantly, Arthur would have regretted it. True. I personally think Uther is a hypocrite, so I'm waiting for the truth to come out because I believe a moment will come sometime in the future when Arthur does have to make a choice between good and evil, and it very well may be between Uther and Camelot. So until next time, <laughs> peace, hair grease, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Mimi Owl. She is back to the grind with her, <laughs> with her pickaxe. What the hell are you doing with a pickaxe? she in the tunnels oh so cute and last but certainly not least we have queen shy who says hey christina well i made it through the week so glad it's over i feel like it's about to start again and i'm not happy about it now i get to enjoy some much needed time off oh yeah you do got the week off continues i enjoyed your last podcast to be honest the type of humor i enjoy varies depends on the mood i'm in at a lot of the time yes the previous episodes of merlin were ridiculous but i did find some humor in them i really needed to laugh and it did that for me at certain points 2020 has been handing out huge fus all year and i'm over it so finding ways to smile or laugh is what i need that's very true and this definitely is the show for it they have heavier episodes but they do have a lot of laughing i will say before i forget to mention because i am going to forget to mention that i will be posting two additional videos youtube videos of some behind the scenes footage featuring uh, a little arwen shipping as well as a little guinevere for season two so nothing that's spoilery for the future seasons so i wanted to make sure i watch them myself 
but they had really great behind the scenes footage so i will when i have the opportunity and it's appropriate we'll start including that in the show notes so just look there click that link it should take you to the youtube page episode seven she says we see the merlin was being his usual self or extra self and using magic out in the open and getting caught i guess some strange woman comes out of the blue freaking the hell out about seeing a horse in the smoke i really didn't see what was so horrifying about it you would if you was like in the 14th century and you'd be like why is there a fucking horse in the smoke (laughs) now i could say girl what was you drinking but at the same time yeah no they was hella superstitious back then you really needed to go to the king about that this episode was a bit over the top for me so some random woman can get an audience with the king and say she saw magic and the king just automatically believes what she tells him especially when you have merlin who they know and trust that says he didn't see anything didn't uther just get out of a situation where he was duped by a troll just saying i think that's why because he's like i we need to do something about this shit (laughs) rather it be true or not and i do think if you think that you saw magic or something you can request an audience of the king i watched a lot of vikings depending on the traditions of this time a lot of peasant folks were allowed to actually put like that was a requirement that they had to listen and settle disputes between the their village folk anyway uther gets the bright idea to call for this witch hunter iridian to find the source of the magic not sure what they think this person is still that this person is still in camelot this all happened out in the forest how the hell did they find people back in the day (laughs) well by some miracle they are able to find iridian they said he was overseas girl what do you mean how they able to find people (laughs) they figured that shit out that is the beauty of humanity it will find a way especially when it's starving and they gotta find and they gotta go where the climate changing and the food source is right that meant a lot of fucking migration and then that created railroads i'm a huge history buff though so you ask me questions like that and i'm like oh no i can tell you um exactly how that happened <laughs> let me point you to documentary uh title of and said b of course magana is freaking the fuck out believing she's about to be exposed Oridian decides to name merlin as the sorcerer they find some amulet thing in their place after trashing the fuck out of it rude gaius confesses that it's his merlin goes to the dragon for help the dragon talking about how merlin's stupidity continues was funny because it's so true be doing the most i swear for whatever reason the dragon is dragon is like i got nothing <laughs> i think the dragon's just fed up he's like i don't <laughs> i think he summed it up Gaius means shit to me i don't know why you're coming to me like i'm supposed this ain't got nothing to do with arthur ain't got nothing to do with the great destiny really ain't got nothing to do with the, the, you want to kill your best friend over some bullshit you do that <laughs> so uther was just going to be okay with gaius dying even though he wasn't anywhere near the forest at the time of the smoke incident or the fact that he's been a loyal servant to him for decades it's like that trash can morgana act any more guilty while talking to iridian 
she did look guilty but that could be i will say why am i playing devil's advocate here that would be nerve-wracking like you have to think how they felt about women like to us it looks guilty but for them he could be seeing just a princess who doesn't like to be questioned because she's oh so protective and like a wilted flower (laughs) that's the whole thing about morgana is that she has that backbone but then in this moment they have moments like this where they try to play her up as the wilted flower and i don't like it but yeah uther just letting this man run his life was dumb but i feel like he that bitch that would do it of course he would like this ain't surprising to me like whoever can get in his ear the best is going to win the the end of the day she continues like chill the fuck out now Gaius knows damn well merlin wasn't gonna let it go merlin doing his usual sneaking around into people's rooms okay merlin i'm gonna need you to be smarter than this you were standing right next to the cabinet why would you not close it no surprise iridian turns out to be a fake although to be fair he was spot on in suspecting merlin and morgana that is very true how the hell do eye drops make your eyes more beautiful <laughs> look at gwen being smart using common sense unlike merlin who wanted to be his extra self and go out guns blazing he really did damn gwen using the dad card among other things to get arthur to stop the execution but it worked that's right Gaius you tell the asshole Uther about himself homeboy be quick to have people kill with little to no proof just to appease his prejudice regarding magic mm-hmm. episode 8 hmm I'm sure if I was familiar with the Arthur story I would know who this Morgos is supposed to be that's true obviously I figured she was up to no good but I got nothing everyone talking about how she looked familiar that we are a conversation with her and Morgana, but we later find out later. <laughs> she wrote that. I did not. That was not me this time. <laughs> that this Morgana situation, uh, that this is Morgana's half sister who was supposed to have been killed for some reason. Really, Arthur? Why would you trust scrawny ass Merlin to hold that damn rope? First off, he fucking just jumps out the damn window with all his gear on. <laughs> he did, didn't he? what the fuck isn't that armor supposed to weigh a ton then they don't make sure the rope is actually long enough then arthur has the nerve to say don't let go of the rope this was a fucked up plan when arthur said merlin make our escape plan that's when we knew it was gonna be shoddy the look on arthur's face looking up at merlin done they were so stupid i swear these shenanigans they do is what makes so much of the episodes even when the other shit don't make sense i just love the back and forth between the two it's so fucking hilarious at times their romance is everything not gonna even ask where the guards were that they didn't even hear all the that commotion they down five people man (laughs) they they planted funerals they uh you know a few quit in mutiny because they like how to fuck didn't even try to help my brothers the five that got in, in indicted that night they quit continues or she continues fucking uther like a true hypocrite he used magic for his own gain 
how the fuck he gonna blame all people who practice magic because he made a bargain trading his wife life his wife's life just to have an heir damn it merlin yeah i know he couldn't stand by and let arthur kill uther no matter how much i wanted it to happen of course arthur is leaning more towards uther attitude regarding magic after this latest encounter i'm sure merlin will win arthur over in the end but damn it for the time being of course uther being an ass per usual and threatening merlin's life if he ever said anything about what happened as if who the fuck is he going to tell like seriously dude he just saved your life let's leave it at being thankful instead of being a douche get the fuck on that's very true like honestly he could have just let you kill him at that moment and no one would have cried no one (laughs) except for arthur unfortunately well those are my thoughts for these episodes they were very pretty or yeah she says they very pretty good (laughs) they were pretty good i got you (laughs) i'm just being honorary tonight because usually i'm the one that's tripping up over everyone's feedback and i feel like today i I got points uh she says i enjoyed eight more than seven again got a lot a little bit more of gwen in these episodes more than in seven than eight i'm about to watch umbrella academy so no time to waste until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch that is miss shot out yeah i'm glad we had the same thoughts that i did like eight more than i like seven and that gwen is becoming more of an important character i think that it's safe and fair to say that this is a merlin and arthur based show uh gwen is the love of arthur's life but she's not a uh she's not one of the key protagonist characters so i don't expect her to have big roles but i do love when they are able to incorporate her naturally into having a bigger part into the things that happen in camelot due to her friendship with merlin due to her burgeoning friendship with arthur and her position as morgana's maid it all makes sense makes a lot more sense in her storylines than merlin who's out in the fucking forest collecting wood so if you want to send feedback for the next episode of vicariously more or merlin not not (laughs) morgan you can send that to blackocouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review, or rate the podcast. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. <laughs>